Welcome to the Mystery of History podcast with the author Linda LaCour Hobar. The Mystery of History is an award-winning world history curriculum for all ages. This pre-recorded podcast is designed for parents and teachers seeking direction, encouragement, and inspiration for home and education from a biblical worldview. And now your hostess, Linda LaCour Hobar. Hello, friends. In a couple of days, the calendar is going to light up with Valentine's Day. Kind of hard not to notice when you stroll through the stores this time of year. Candy, pink hearts, plush stuffed animals, they're everywhere. But it does beg the question, what has all of that got to do with a real man named Valentine? Well, I'm going to answer that today in an audiobook lesson from the Mystery of History, Volume 2. Now, you may want to gather the children around for this true medieval tale, but please know that since there's mention of martyrdom, this may be one to screen for the little ones. Thanks for listening. Lesson 12, about A.D. 269, Valentine, a Christian Martyr. In our world today, it's common practice for men, women, boys, and girls to exchange valentines on February 14th. It's a beautiful way to express affection to loved ones with cards, flowers, and candy. But do you know how the tradition was really started? It might surprise you. Dozens of men named Valentine, or Valentinus in Latin, lived between the 2nd and 8th centuries. There is at least one Valentine, however, who was tragically martyred for his Christian faith under the Roman Emperor Claudius II. The date of his death was February 14th, around A.D. 269. Obviously, this day in February connects Valentine to the holiday that bears his name. I wish I could tell you more about this Valentine, but historians are not sure we have the whole story straight. You see, though we know that a priest named Valentine was beheaded in Rome on February 14th, some think his story has been confused with one or two other Christian men named Valentine, who might also have been martyred at that time. One Valentine may have been a bishop in the town of Interamna, which is now Terni, Italy. The other Valentine may have lived in a Roman province in Africa. The Roman Catholic Church of today has been so confused over the matter that in 1969, they removed Valentine from the general Roman calendar. Of course, Valentine is still recognized, but his name appears on a different calendar of people honored by the Roman Catholic Church. Besides the confusion about Valentine's true identity, fascinating legends about this man abound in folklore, making it nearly impossible to know fact from fiction. Some say he was martyred because he married Christians in secret at a time when Claudius II banned weddings. Claudius supposedly banned weddings so that more young men would serve as Roman soldiers. Others say that while Valentine was in prison, he healed the jailer's daughter of blindness and left her a note signed, Your Valentine. We may never know the truth behind these stories, which over time have been greatly romanticized. Regardless, you may still be wondering what Valentine's martyrdom has to do with the modern tradition of pink hearts and chocolate. Well, apart from folklore, very little. But February 15th 
happened to be the date of an ancient Roman festival of love. On that feast day, which was called Lupercalia, the Romans honored Juno, the supposed goddess of women and marriage. They also honored Pan, believed to be the god of nature. During the festival of Lupercalia, young men and women would draw names out of a box for a partner. The couple would spend some time together and exchange gifts. Some of these couples would marry as a result of the courtship. By tradition, Cupid was almost always involved. According to Roman mythology, Cupid was the god of desire and the son of Venus, the alleged goddess of love. It was thought that a shot from one of Cupid's arrows made a person fall in love. To this day, he is depicted as a chubby little boy with golden wings, usually holding a bow and arrow. As you can imagine, it was difficult for the Christians living in Rome to deal with all the pagan festivals like Lupercalia that surrounded them. Christians didn't believe in the fanciful Roman gods and goddesses. They certainly didn't believe that true love came from Cupid's little arrows. So in 495, Pope Gelasius decided to declare February 14th as St. Valentine's Day to replace the pagan festival of Lupercalia on February 15th and honor Valentine. It was a gesture by the early church to Christianize a pagan tradition and remember someone special. Was Pope Gelasius successful? Did he change the Roman tradition? For a time, his plan may have worked. I imagine that for years, Christians spent time on February 14th, remembering martyrs and praying for the persecuted. But almost 2,000 years later, a single trip to a shopping mall in early February will tell a different story. Instead of remembering martyrs and the persecuted, most stores are busy selling chocolates, heart-shaped trinkets, and greeting cards of all shapes, sizes, and scents. Cupid is just about everywhere. I don't think it's in poor taste to express love and friendship on February 14th. I kind of like it. It's just a shame that Valentine, as a martyr, isn't better remembered for what he and hundreds like him endured under the early Roman emperors. I believe it's important to reflect on the hardship and sacrifice they made. Maybe next Valentine's Day, besides sending sweet gifts and notes to loved ones, you'll remember what Jesus said about love, and I quote, Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. John 15, 13-14 Thank you for listening to the Mystery of History podcast with Linda LaCour Hobar. For more information on our curriculum or for additional resources like games, video lectures, and self-paced courses, visit themysteryofhistory.com, a one-stop shop for chronological, Christian, complete world history for all ages.